ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Make me feel good. Make me feel good. The podcast. A hug for your ears. For decades now, a wave of crime has been sweeping across Australian workplaces. Theft, kidnappings, disappearances of cutlery. It's serious stuff. It's led workers across the country to ask, where have all the forks gone? Staff at the Royal Brisbane and Women's Hospital have experienced this wave of crime firsthand. So, like all good scientists, they ran a formal scientific study to investigate. Mark Matusi is the Chief Medical Officer and Director of Medical Services. We looked at what happens with the cutlery in the tea room really as a matter of fun. You know, the research team here at the Royal Brisbane, particularly in the intensive care unit, do a whole lot of high-powered research. And what I noticed was that in the, in the tea room, I kept having to buy what I thought was the forks because the forks were disappearing. And they said to me, Mark, no, it's the spoons that normally disappear. And I said, well, we have to put some science around this. And originally they said to me, well, Mark, I don't know if you're serious about it. So I bought some forks and some spoons and and some knives and put it to the team and said, well, develop a research protocol. The research protocol that you can see in our paper, which looked at what happens to forks and spoons and knives and so forth, so the cutlery within the tea room over a seven-week period, There was some previous research that said that teaspoons disappear at a reasonable rate, (laughs) but they only looked at teaspoons and that was over in the UK. Our research was interesting because what it showed is the forks do disappear, but then they come back. (laughs) Whereas the teaspoons, they disappear and you never see them again. Uh Aha. Now, before you you go on, I mean, this was a legitimate scientific study. And you have to get ethics approval. I mean, how did you get this one by the ethics committee? Yeah, so <laughs> the, the ethics approval can look at this from the perspective of, you know, how will the trial work? What will the impact of the trial be? The ethics committee here looked at this and said, you know, well, at this point in time, in order to maintain the validity of the study, we needed to blind the participants. By that I mean we needed to make sure that the participants didn't know that we were conducting the study. Yes. Obviously, if they knew that we were monitoring the forks and the spoons in the, in the uh, tea room there, we might have got a different outcome. You went out and bought a specific number of spoons, forks and knives, but people who were using them in the tea room did not know that this had taken place and that they were being monitored. Yeah, so we, we needed to get specific approval so that they didn't know that we were monitoring what was happening. Of course, we had to mark the cutlery so that we could measure it and, and measure it against the other cutlery that was in the tea room. So we're, we're not entirely sure that people didn't clue up to the fact that we might have been watching the ones that had the, the <laughs> red nail polish on them. <laughs> okay. When we first started this trial... I took over that clinical area in the hospital as the executive director of the service line. When, when I went there, they were You mean you're in charge those... of the tea room? Well, not in charge of the tea room, in charge of the <laughs> intensive care service <laughs> as part of that service. And with that, and with that comes a shared tea room and all of the staff. They were using paddle pop sticks as stirrers 
But there were no forks, no knives, no plates, no spoons. When I initially said to the team, I think we need to buy cutlery, the first thing that came out from this service was the BMJ article that showed that the teaspoons would disappear. Oh, okay. And they said to me, Mark, we're an evidence-based team. We only do things based on the evidence. And this says that eventually all these spoons will disappear and you'll be back to the timber paddle stirrers. We were never able to work out why the forks disappeared and came back. And, and, you know, if we wanted to take this study to the next level, you'd use location-grade Wi-Fi and, and some Wi-Fi chips on each of the bits of cutlery <laughs> in order to track where the cutlery ends up. And then you might find that it ends up in other places of the hospital or in people's desks or drawers, or, in fact, they might actually leave the site completely and head home. <laughs> I guess, for me, what was interesting about this study, it's an international phenomenon. Even, even most recently, aspects of fork attrition and, in fact, chopsticks attrition, from what I understand, in some of the Asian countries has been noted in tea rooms across the world. <laughs> the phenomenon there seems to be that you know, people end up with forks in all sorts of places, sometimes even in their homes as mismatched forks. Mm. And when they look to bring them back into work, there's a degree of embarrassment when you walk in with, you know, 20-odd forks that you might then put into the drawer. And perhaps, you know, that's where the forks do go and then come back again. <laughs> now, now, like all good scientific studies, your scientific conclusions were that further study is needed because you were able to show that Actually, teaspoon migration is a more substantial problem than fork disappearances. Yeah, absolutely. We found that the teaspoons disappeared and never came back. Uh, and again, we don't know where those teaspoons go or why they disappear and never come back. I have, I have said to the team that perhaps we need to subscribe to the phenomenon of hey diddle diddle, where <laughs> the cutlery and the crockery disappears at the same time because the dish ran away with the spoon. <laughs>